initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Jamming the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. Infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? This is live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Follow me on all social media platforms at the infamous Amadeus and follow my new FM radio show, The Infamous Hour, airing in four different FM radio markets as we strive to bring you legendary hip-hop and new hip-hop artists worldwide. Uh, here in the infamous hour, Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series, uh, we're bringing to you a unique experience where you'll be able to communicate with artists. Uh, we'll talk to some of your favorite artists, past and present. And right now, I mean, talking about one of the favorite artists from the 90s and even moving past that, uh, one of the w- one of the premier artists, not only in the artist aspect, but in acting as well, Fredro Starr. What's up, brother? What's going on, Boom Bap Nation? What's popping? What's poppin'? Um, you know, just j- just started this conversation. I kind of want to ask you about your relationship with Jam Master J. Um, you know, what what, what Run DMC meant to hip hop culture was was just simply amazing. But in, in your experience as well, um, how did that whole connection with Jam Master J start? Um, rest in peace to Jam Master J from Run DMC. Um, I always call Jam Master J the architect of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? He's like the guy who kind of made hip hop cool when 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 it was kind of not cool you know what i'm saying like he brought the flavor to run dmc he was a street element he was what people wanted to feel you know what i'm saying he brought that to run dmc so jam master j man me, meeting him was like meeting moses like I, I just told my man he's like moses in the bible you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying if, if there was a bible jam master j would be moses you know what i'm saying he was the godfather hip hop you know what I'm saying? And meeting him, yo, it's funny how we met Jam Master J. It was, it was a um, it was a freak nigga. Freak nigga is like a party like on the beach for all the colleges, you know what I'm saying, in the summertime. So it was like mad people on the beach. This is like 1980, this is like 1989. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we on the beach, there's crazy people out there. I'm talking about thousands of people on the beach. So going home after the beach. Everybody's trying to go home on a highway. So as everybody going home on a highway, it's a traffic jam. You know what I'm saying? The cars is moved. The cars ain't moving. It's like you move five miles and you stop and it's like stop and go. Jam Master J van was right next to our van. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we saw Jam Master J and his brother Maul, rest in peace to Maul. We saw smoke coming out their van. Niggas was blowing it down. So we like, oh shit, my nigga Big DS. Rest in peace to Big DX. He was like, yo, Sham Master J right there. We're like, what? Oh, shit. You know me, nigga. I jumped out the van like, yo, Jay, what up? What up? Can we smoke with you? And he was like, yeah, get in the van. So now we in the, we in the van with Jam Master J. Like, like, we in the van with Jam Master J, my nigga, in the ill van, like TVs, boom, bop, the shit loud, some old customized van. So we in the van smoking with Jam Master J in the highway. So we got the nigga for like an hour, two hours in the traffic jam. He ain't gone nowhere. He just, we got the nigga, you know what I'm saying? And while we had him, we, we just was freestyling with the nigga, just smoking with the nigga. And he, we just became friends. 
You know what I'm saying? We just became friends, really. It really started on some friendship shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't asking for no record deal or nothing like that. You know what I mean? It just was like some organic, oh, shit, the nigga smoke. The weed. It was the weed. The weed was the connection we had. You know what I'm saying? Because if yeah. we didn't smoke, we wouldn't have been smoking in the van with the nigga. Yeah. You know? I had the, and I had them blue bags from Princess Black. And niggas know in Queens, the blue bags from something and one, something and Princess Black, one eighteen and something, the blue bags. When I smoked that shit, Jay was like, yo, where you get this shit? I'm like, Southside. He's like, oh, you from Southside? I'm like, yeah. You know, so the weed was the connection we had, man. So after we met Jay, he gave us his number. He was like, yo, man, I'm going to um, probably be starting a record label in a couple of years. So, like, you know, we kept in touch with Jay. You know what I'm saying? We went to his, you know, uh, uh, wedding receptions and shit like that, calling Jay, come through smoking niggas and shit. You know what I'm saying? Then he got the bag from Russell. He was like, yo, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. So yeah. by that time, we was we was ready to go, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the temperature like in Queens at that time? Because a, a, a lot of amazing artists have came from from that area, like that Southside Jamaica Queens area, and and also what was it like growing up around that time as well? Um, being able to witness the birth of hip hop because that that must have been an amazing time amongst itself. Yeah, like I like I be telling people like like a lot of people born and hip hop was already here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I was born, there was no hip-hop. You know, you had Michael Jackson. He was the hottest shit. All the kids was wearing Michael Jackson jackets. Niggas had the, niggas had high water pants, all that shit, my nigga. Niggas, I wasn't going that far, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. Niggas on walk, like Michael Jackson was hip-hop because he was the coolest shit popping at the time. So I saw the elevation of this shit. I seen... When Curtis Blow came through, I seen, you know, movies like B Street and, you know, Breaking and them type of movies, you know what I'm saying? And the breakdance shit. Mm-hmm. But when I seen Slick Rick, when I heard Slick Rick, you know what I'm saying, in Queens in 86 at Baisley Park, that's when hip hop hit me in the heart, man. That's when I was like, yo, I want to do this shit. I saw the people expression in the park. It was it was a park called Baisley Park, you know what I'm saying? Me and Cheeks from the Lost Boys, my man P.I., we used to go to the park and we used to rhyme. We used to freestyle in the park with the OG niggas like Grandmaster Vic, God of Rock, Spang G. So I was like 16 at the time, you know what I'm saying? Little nigga, little, little nigga, little skinny nigga, little nigga. But we was getting under the ropes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had to get under the ropes to get the mic, you know what I'm saying? Or you was going to be looking at the crowd, or you going to be entertaining the crowd. You know what I'm saying? At the age of 16, I was like, fuck that. I'm going under the ropes. Got to the mic. And when I got to the mic, I just was freestyling the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? I got tapes on YouTube and all that. Tredro story at Baisley Park. And my style was mad, like... I was rhyming like niggas rhyming from, from Atlanta right now. I was I had the country style. My shit was like... On some smooth, slick Rick, slick, you know, Snoop Dogg type shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I got my start in Queens. And during that time, in Queens, 86, 87, it was all about the crack, crack era. That's when yeah. crack, you know what I'm saying? It was, Queens was like just crackheads every fucking way and rich niggas. Rich niggas and crackheads. Drug dealers and crackheads. That's all you had. 
You know what I'm saying? And you had the, the regular square niggas or whatever running around, but everybody was selling drugs. Everybody had eight ball jackets. Niggas had Jettas, Kitted Jettas, Acura Legends, Suzuki Samurais with the top off, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, I, I experienced coming up in hip hop. Like, I didn't start, you know what I'm saying? Like, I started from the streets, from the, from the, from the park era. You know what I'm saying? That's where how far I go back with the hip hop shit. Um, in your opinion, I, I don't want to fast forward too, too, um, too far, but you, you mentioned, you mentioned a good point that, you know, you, you guys were from the streets and you, and your, your music resonated for where you're from. Do, do you think hip hop has kind of lost that aspect in general? And why do you think it's, it's lost, um, that type of authenticity? Nah, I don't think it lost it. I think it just expanded to different sounds and shit. And um, it's just a different time in, in life, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a different movement with the internet. But you still got guys preserving the culture. Hip-hop ain't never die. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got guys that still, even yourself, you know what I'm saying? The way you rhyme, like, you still got guys... Pawn self, pawn self, pawn self. You still got guys that's, you know what I'm saying representing still doing that boom bap shit that real rap so you just got to know where to find it you know what i'm saying i don't think it lost anything i just think it gained a lot of bullshit a lot of other shit that came with it with a different direction and you know niggas see the bag and see you know you can go pop and you can do this and so everybody want to get paid that's what hip-hop is about trying to get the money so niggas is trying to get the bag and most times niggas trying to get the bag it's not authentic uh, art. You know what I'm saying? The art is not authentic. Niggas is doing it for a certain reason. But the true artists who do the other type of music is hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fucks with all types of rap, all types of hip-hop. If it's, if it's dope, if it's hot. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think I can tell the originality to the fake niggas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, talk, talk to me quickly about how the group Onyx actually formed. I, I was basically late '80s into the '90s, um, and then and then you guys decided to take a path. You, you kind of uh, just explained what made you want to be an MC, but what what made you take the group approach as opposed to going solo out the gate? Um, I was always solo. I was I was always solo. You know what I'm saying? When I was doing, like I said, when I was doing Basley, I was a solo rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like I was. That's how I came in the game. Um, DS, Big DS was my best friend, you know, and um, Sun C, Suave, he was my best friend. So we all went to school together. So it was more when you're coming up, it's like a friendship. You know what I'm saying? That that made the group. It was more like, yo, this my nigga. He love hip hop. Yo, this my nigga. He love hip hop. And um, yo, this is what we're going to do together. You know what I'm saying? And we made a record called I Only Do It Like This. Mm-hmm. On profile, 1991, we got signed, and um, it was a single called "I." Oh, we do it like this, produced by my man B Wiz. Um, rest in peace to B Wiz, and um, it was called "I." Oh, we do it like this. We landed a single on profile, and it didn't work out too well. You know, we we wasn't getting the you know the the love we wanted, so um, you know, niggas start doing other shit. But yeah, man, it was just a friendship. That's 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 what made the group happened. It was a friendship. We, we wasn't even thinking about the money or or anything. It was just like Onyx was my niggas, man. Big DS and Sun C was my niggas. Still my niggas. Word. 
Um, 93, we got the debut album from Onyx, Certified Platinum. I think you guys peaked like number 10 um, in, in, in the top Billboard charts. I have hardcore, that type of energy. Um, I don't think hip-hop ever really seen anything like that be- before you guys. Um, when you guys actually created these type of records and, and put it on wax and we saw the videos, that yeah. was very true to life, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah. but like this, we were shooting all our videos in Southside Jamaica. This shit was, you know what I'm saying? Like it was official. It wasn't nothing like, you know what I mean? Niggas was in the hood and it was official. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, hip hop is, you, you can't be too critical when you listen to hip hop or music in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't be too critical. You just, just listen to it and have a good time the same way you watch a movie. It's real, but at the same time, it's entertaining. That's yeah. why it's called the music business. And um, a lot of times, I think people get that shit mixed up, and then um, it cross paths, and then it can be um, destructive at times. So, you know, you got to know how to balance that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I actually want to ask you specifically about some of the records uh, that, that we know you guys as Onyx for. Uh, talk about the story behind Slam. Uh, uh, Slam was a super aggressive. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of guys got stomped on in the tunnel. Um, a lot of fights <laughs> went down on this record. Uh, how did that whole record come about? But it's crazy, though, because the record Slam is really not an aggressive record. Mm-hmm. Like, like the beat is very like the beat is not a dark beat, you know what I'm saying? When Shot Skills made that beat, first of all, Slam was the last record we made on the Back the Fuck Up album. Yeah. We made the album, you know what I'm saying? Two years, man. Going up the yo, we was yo, we was going to ch- uh, what, what's the name of the studio? Chung King. We was up at the studio with the Apollo. You know what Apollo had a studio, right? I didn't know that. The Apollo, nigga. We was doing a lot of work at the Apollo. A lot of the album got recorded at the Apollo studio. We was running around in, in, in Apollo. So, so in the actual Apollo theater, the they had a studio. They had a theater, yeah. So oh. we, was do, we was doing a lot of album in, in the Apollo. We would come out, 125th Street is popping, mm-hmm. and we go back upstairs and record. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that that was ill. But um, so we doing a whole album, 12, 13 joints. We got a meeting with Leo and shit. Leo calling... He's the president of Dev Jam. Mike Kaiser is the radio guy. You know what I'm saying? So we in a meeting with those guys. And they're like, yo, the album is crazy. We playing Shifty and Throw Your Guns and Bitch-Ass Niggas. Mm-hmm. We playing all that shit. They loving it. But they're like, yo, we need a radio record. We need something for radio. So we was like, all right. We, we went back to the drum board. And um, so Shy Skills had to go make some more beats and shit. And so he came back with slam. He came back with the slam beat. And I was like, yo, I don't like that shit, man. Shit sounds shit sound soft, man. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. That nigga Jam Master J was like, yo, this is the one right here, my nigga. This is the one. So I was like, all right, fuck it. If Jay say this is the one, we're gonna we gonna move with it. So then we caught the um, we caught the vibe. Since now we got the beat, we caught the vibe from Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit video. Yeah. Niggas was Cause, cause MTV was popping. Like we was watching MTV, you know, Cypress Hills and all them niggas was on yeah. MTV and Daz Effects and all that shit. So, but they was also playing rock and roll videos like Nirvana. So we caught, we saw the Nirvana. We caught the vibe. We was like, yo, look at this shit. These niggas slam dancing and shit. And the fuck, you know, this shit was just an ill vibe. We was like, yo, 
we gonna bring this shit to hip hop, my nigga. We gonna and we came up with the slam shit. You know what I'm saying? Little bit of this, mm-hmm. little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? And came up with the wham. We just, I don't know. It was just like you know, it was just a, a mixture of things, and we and we came up with that. Yeah. And then um, that was that. Shit went uh, four four million out the gate. Singles. You know? Yeah. Um, you, you guys definitely created what I would call the urban mosh pit in a sense, where it was like, you know, I mean the urban uh thing. So a, another record, throw your guns up. Um and, and I gotta say, like these song titles, the, the these song titles are so not what we would consider commercial in 2020. <laughs> nah, yo, <laughs> that nigga Jay was that nigga, you know what that nigga Jay told us? He said, Yo, I want y'all niggas to be the, the baddest niggas in hip hop, man. I'm giving y'all niggas just just fucking be wow. I don't give a fuck. You know, because I think Jam Master J came from that Run DMC and you know, I see the pictures with the Beastie Boys and shit like that. Yeah. And I think he wanted us to be the black Beastie Boys. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, he never said that, but I just I think he used the, the Beastie Boys blueprint with us. Like, okay, like the Beastie Boys with some some niggas you know, some punk niggas from, you know, the Lower East Side or whatever they was from. And we was just some Queens niggas, some ghetto niggas. So he was like, all right, I'm going to make the ghetto street niggas of the Beastie Boys. And that's what Onyx is, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, records like Throw Your Guns and, you know, bitch-ass niggas and nigga bridges. That shit was just some shit. We was all in the studio fucking... um Popping fucking mess mess tabs, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word, straight up. Yeah, it was, it was a much different time. Uh, another Onyx record, my favorite Onyx record, Last Days. Um, I mean that that the instrumental was dope. The video was dope. How did that whole record come about? Yeah, man. Fucking Last Days, B. Oh man. So um, yeah, the first album was like I said, was produced mainly by Shot Skills, and um. You know, Shy Skills, um, he went his different direction, you know, doing beats for LL and mm-hmm. fucking Shaq and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking to this nigga. He like, yo, I'm in my fucking Shaq crib, nigga. Like <laughs> bragging about that shit. I'm like, fuck you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But um, so yeah, Shy was off doing his thing. He had the, you know, the purple M3 running around and shit. So, I, I, yeah, we couldn't catch up with that nigga. So we started doing beats. You know what I'm saying? We, we grabbed the S950, grabbed the SP1200, grabbed the MPC60. We started doing beats, you know what I'm saying? So um, the second album, me, Sticky, and we um had this nigga named Adolf the Assassin, Aguilar, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Aguilar, shout out to Aguilar. Yeah, he was a little, he was a fucking little kid. He was a little kid, a little badass nigga when we had that nigga with us and shit. Yeah. So we kidnapped that nigga Aguilar. He knew how to program and shit. So he was like, kind of like, you know, kind of like teaching us, not teaching us, but holding us down with the beast. And then I became a beast with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shit, I was up. Nigga, I lost my girl making beats, my nigga. Damn. She was like, you love beats? You love making beats more than me? I was like, yep. Oh, we're back live interactive Boom Bat Nation series. Make sure you follow Boom Bat Nation on social media platforms. We apologize because for some reason, uh, Facebook does not support on uh, for the, the legendary artists. Crazy. We played a video, and instead of uh, paying royalties, they think that they should cut us off. Me and Fredro told about this behind the scenes. I mean, we can say what we want. This is our own platform. Uh, legendary Fredro started to build a round of applause, but hey, I might as well add the sound effects, Fredro. 
Yeah, yeah. Add the sound effects, man. Make it, make it pop. Make um, it pop. So before we actually got cut up, I actually wanted to talk to you about acting um, because, I mean, you played many roles. Um, what made you kind of decide to dip into the acting field? Oh, man. You know, it's like, you know, when a bird gets pushed out the nest, it's either you're going to fly or you're going to fucking, you know what I'm saying, hit the ground and shit. Mm-hmm. So when it was like I kind of fell into this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's kind of like I went to I went to it was an audition, you know what I'm saying? Jam Master J, you know what I'm saying? The good people like Dev Jam at the time was like, "Yo, this guy named Forrest Whitaker is uh, directing directing a movie, so I want you dudes to go in there and audition." So we all went in there, me, Sticky, Sun C, Big DS, we all went in there, read the lines, and um, before I left, the casting director was like, "Yo." Can you come back tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I could come back tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. She was like, all right, we'll come back tomorrow and do the same thing you did today. And I was like, all right, cool. I went the next day, and then I met Forrest Whitaker, and I met Bo Keen. And then that's what Forrest Whitaker was like, yo, I want to give you the job. You think you can handle it? Are you serious enough? Because this is going to be, this is no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he gave me, he gave me a, um, he gave me a uh, he gave me a way out, you know what I'm saying. He gave me another passion that I didn't know I had, you know what I'm saying. Because once I started, and once the camera said action for the first time, I was like, "Yo, I love this shit." So after that, it was only right to keep pursuing it, you know what I'm saying. So then I started doing, going to a lot of auditions, a lot of auditions I didn't get, a lot of auditions I did, like Sunset Park. Mm-hmm. Um, clock is, you know, some of the early movies, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've seen you in many movies. I, I think in, in, you know, in, in this year alone, uh, maybe last year, you had like six movies, I, Kill Box. I see, I see a bunch of joints. We also seen you on a bunch of other uh, television series from Law and Order, New York Undercover, one of my favorite series. But Moesha yeah. has to be something um, that people notice you for. Um, when acting in a film and acting on television, what are the differences between the two? Because I, I'm assuming television is, is more treacherous because you're doing it more on a daily basis. No, I wouldn't say that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say it's more treacherous. Yo, actors, let me tell you something. Actors on movie sets and TV shows getting paid a lot of money, man. Ain't nothing treacherous what they're doing. I'm going to keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? The, the people, the frontline workers, the people working in the hospitals, and those, are the, those they got treacherous work. You know what I'm saying? And Actors, they got it good. You go to your trailer, you get fucking makeup put on, you got fucking food laying around every fucking way. Everybody's, you know what I'm saying, fucking at your call. All you got to do is deliver. You know what I'm saying? Show up on time and deliver. So it wasn't hard. But the difference between acting on TV and, and movies, I just think that acting on TV is just more of a steady pace. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You go, you go. It's more of like a, a regular job. Whereas a movie, you might do it for, for a month, two months, and then you off to do another movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just more stable, but it's the same shit. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? Mercedes Benz, BMW, same shit. Out of all the movies you've been in, uh, what is your personal favorite? I mean, we've seen you in a bunch of movies from Light It Up, you know, Down to Loyalty mm-hmm. and Respect. I mean, it's been a few a lot of movies. I think you must have like 50 films um, un- under your acting belt, but which one is your personal favorite? 
I would have to say Sunset Park, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, shooting that movie Sunset Park was like, yo, that was the, the cast ensemble we had was crazy and just playing basketball every day. I love, I love, I love sports. You know what I'm saying? And um, we just had a lot of fun shooting that movie, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still cool with some of the people today. You know what I mean? A lot of the cast members, I'm still cool with. So we kind of, kind of built like a Sunset Park for life. Yeah. type of family, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Sunset Park was definitely one of the favorites, but, I mean, Clockers, that that was fun, you know what I mean? Shooting in Gowanus Projects in Brooklyn, that was crazy. Um, shooting Strap was fun, too. There's a, yo, Strap, Strap was one of the illest hip-hop movies because people don't know how many hip-hop niggas was in Strap. Yeah, there was a bunch of people in there. Yo, you had Chi Ali, mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes. Chi Ali, round of applause, Chi Ali. Chi Ali was in there. Buster Rhymes, Moni Love, Yo Yo. Uh huh. Um, who else was in it? Kumo D, Sticky Fingers. Who else? My man Dynamite, he was in there. Who else was in Yo, it was a lot of rappers in that shit. Forrest Whitaker, like, he was a, a hip hop. That was some hip hop shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really think about it, like, damn. That shit was crazy. And I remember when we did Strap, Don's Effects was the biggest shit on the streets because when them niggas came to do they scene, um, Onyx wasn't even out yet when I was doing Strap. You know what I'm saying? Like, the album ain't come out yet, so niggas ain't know who I was. I was just, you know, a little acting nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when Don's Effects, when them niggas was on the set, when them niggas left, them niggas jumped in the BMW, little kids were chasing a car. Mm-hmm. Like yo, like take like twenty little kids chasing their car with them niggas drove off. I was like yo, I want to be like I want I, 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 I want Onyx to be like that one day. Word up, we gonna be like that. Like not mad, but like shit, we gonna be like that one day. Yeah. Fuck that. You it, know it's, what I'm saying? It's something amazing to look to. If you watch right now, Boom Bap Nation, there's a Zoom link. You can actually join the call and talk to Federal Star. I have Tragedy Gaddafi also popping up soon. Um, so. The impact acting in hip hop has been one of the same. I think maybe at least in my generation, you know, Ice Cube was kind of like the first guy that we kind of saw. But um, to see it go to where it is now, where it's like television shows and it's just multiple platforms and multiple movie deals. The future of hip hop. Um, do you think we'll ever have like an actual like hip hop full production? And what I mean by that, how we watch someone like Tyler Perry, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Where he has like a an actual movie studio and these type of things going on. Will we get anything like that for hip hop? Yeah, I'm sure, man. It, it's, it's definitely going to happen. And right now, with things is changing, and you know, um, people actually the corporate um, giants are start are starting to realize. They've been uh, wrong for years, and they're um, giving back. You know what I'm saying? So right now, it's time to get black studios and black production companies and and empower, you know, just hip-hop in its own self. You know what I'm saying? Because hip-hop is the one culture that brings all races together. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, whatever you... Like, we all love hip-hop. So... You can't really say that for country music. You can't say that for rock and roll music. R&B, I mean, yeah, but hip-hop brings all cultures together. So I, I think there will be a hip-hop um, label, hip-hop label. There's already a hip-hop streaming service. 
Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I think I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Frederick, I gotta ask you because people are asking like I, the, the the comments are just going straight down. And people are asking about an Onyx reunion. Um, uh, you know, is there an Onyx? project possibly in the future i mean we know you're rocking kind of on the solo wave right now but just in general i guess the fans kind of want to know where that whole thing stands well me and sticky man we working on an album right now we working on actually two albums okay um word it's crazy we knocked out the first joint it's called the crack tape you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. produced by these kids from um i think these kids is from chile These some south america yo, they got some yo these niggas beats is crazy my nigga like we had to find the right production. So since working with Snow Goons and, you know, um, putting our weight the fuck up in Snowmads, now we got this crack tape, but everybody asking for Sun C. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really want Sun C to be on this project. If we could get Sun C to be on this project, man, that'd, that'd be crazy. But if you can't be on the project, the crack tape is still coming out probably um, before the year end out, man. It's called the crack tape. And um, I think probably one of the first singles is a joint called We Got You. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think we're going to get this nigga named um, The Infamous Youngin' on the album, too. You know <laughs> I'm round applause for that. Let's do it. <laughs> some nigga I heard on the radio. Some nigga I heard on the radio. I thought, first, yo, the nigga, first of all, this nigga named Youngin' Infamous. Was that the nigga name? I was like, yo, who the fuck is Youngin' Infamous? So I'm trying to Google this nigga like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga with the ill voice? And you said some shit, the line, you said some shit about the size of the size of soda cans or the size of you said you got guns the size of soda cans or some shit like that. I was like, yo, hold the fuck up. That line was crazy. I was like, yo. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I like to be a um a student of, of hip hop. And, um, and, and and I also like to play my position, much like you played your position through hip-hop, where, you know, it's a time and roll everything. And now my position has become to make sure that the audience knows that, you know, legendary artists are still creating music and still creating dope content. I, I definitely appreciate that compliment um, coming from you, especially on this live series. It means a lot yeah. to me. Um, yeah. I hold hip-hop shit, and Real lyricism at such a, a, a high standard. So... Um, so, so you heard some new music from me today on the radio, but we have some new Fragile Star music coming out. We have a video coming out Monday, and uh, yeah. we have a new project coming out. Let's talk about that. Well, it's a joint called The Few Joints. The album actually had like seven joints on it. I was going to put an EP with seven joints. that had a whole different name and shit, and then a lot of sample clearance, man. A lot of shit that get cleared. So it's four joints. So I was like, let me just call it a few joints. You know what I mean? Just give niggas a few joints. While this pandemic shit is popping off, yeah. I had the joints in the um, they was just sitting on my computer, you know what I'm saying? Shot Skills, the first producer for the first album. This is the first time I worked with him mm-hmm. since Back the Fuck Up album. Oh, so it's been so, a while. Um, yeah, Shot Skills was in New York and we was in New York at the same time and shit. He was like, Yo, where you at? I'm like, I'm in New York. He's like, Your word? I so me and Shot Skills, we did some business and we caught a bag, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, we caught a nice little bag. He was like, yo, let's, let's go to the studio and shit. Let's just work. So we was going to the studio with Shy, you know what I'm saying? We in the studio doing our thing and shit. And everything off the album, I've been telling niggas, like, I, I didn't write nothing. I was too I was too in my zone, you know what I'm saying? Partying. We was just, you know, having a good time. I, I couldn't even think about writing, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in that frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Everything was just off the, off, off, off the, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
not a freestyle, but it was just off the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's called the few joints. The first video we dropping is a big up to one of the one of the illest rappers in the game, Fight Dog. You know what I'm saying? And Fight Dog to me, you know, he, I think he's very underrated too. He's a very underrated MC. When you listen to this shit, you really listen to it. The nigga is nice. And um, he always gave it up for Onyx, man, on multiple records. Always gave it up for niggas. You know what I'm saying? I always, I hear that shit. But every time I, I yeah. hear that coming from him, like Tropical Quest and them niggas, them niggas was, come on, that was like, nigga, they, they was everything that to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? When he was coming up. Dayline, Tropical Quest, Fight Dog. So, I had this idea to flow on the record using a lot of Fife Dog. Um, just I just got into my Fife Dog bag, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So so the first verse and the second verse was even a chorus, you know what I'm saying? Middle finger goes so you punk him see. Everything was kind of like from Fife Dog, and I was just like giving up, giving it up for Fife, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I really think he's underrated, and people kind of like forget that. So I had to, you know, give it up to the Queen's legend, man. So yeah, that, that record right there is called Punk MCs. Yeah, uh, a recipe five dog. So, uh, so Virgil, so one of the things that we do here at Boom Bad Nation, we have something called the Punchline Academy. Uh, we develop MCs. We do Instagram live ciphers and battles, and I've been able to put uh, thirty nine MCs on Shade Forty Five, a, a live cipher. So, um, I, I think we actually have some guys that want that want to come in and, and spit some bars, and you can give them kind of like your, you know, your genuine real. Come on, okay, let's Yo. let's let's do it. Oh, oh, let's oh, go. Oh, oh, are you on live right now? Mom, 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 mom. Yo, he hype. Somebody hype right now. Hold on, I, I can't see you. Uh, who, who do we have right now? Hey, yo, we should boy Castro Zay Chan with the Blood Brother Movement. You can follow me on IG. Castro uh, underscore Castro, Zay I can't see you, Castro. Huh? Okay. All right, let's do it. Can you hear me? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, yo, this your boy Castro Zay Tanner. With the motherfucking Punchline Academy with your boy Inf. You know where the fucking vibes is going on. Find me on Instagram, Castro with a K underscore Zaytana. Shout out to motherfucking Onyx. We about to slam on these niggas. Fred Joe, let's get this shit fucking popping. Yo, let's go. Yo, let's go. Let's get the fucking brick. Discussing the flip. Pump it and run to get that. GPS fucking get fit. Information that you told it wasn't a tip. Jumping up with a whip. Headed to the midget thinking in the European with something that's stuck in a sip. Man, night in the chain. I'll be similar when the door cracks. Fetch day, you'll be getting coming. So you see that report that. Red rims in the porch black. See you sucker, she'll walk back. Say with a max or sat. Free and low, he am no strap. Yeah, yeah, like a pony in a mix. Cover coldly here, bitch. Holy matrimony, book of rabbit, holy sober, give it back to homie and tick. I saw it looking stormy as shit. How the space did it, Bobby the whip. Fly nigga, my portfolio, bitch. When I pull up with the Tommy and shit. Yeah, yeah, pull up in the yellow spur. By the way, I'm yellow fur. Metal singing to them ghetto birds. White Tim's marshmallow merms. More or less, see that the York at the Burn many called metal jerks, motherfucking holy grail, mad at caught a league and not all down tell us worth. You heard what from who? Not a bit like it was sore. Frightened for Porsche, they got my down with the frost. Niggas is spiking the sore. I get it, I get it, I get it right in the north. That was like in the ball. Niggas be transforming when they can't call them, but the fragile is like in the frost. Help us end up with the trap shit. Love with the trap shit. 
In love with the fuck in the trap. In love with the guns in the trap. Shit, shit. Homie, what's up with your maggot? Homie, what's up with your fashion? Homie, I pull up and like just something to happen. Take it, put you on my jacket. 40 below. Go with the note of your jacket. Get it over the bag. We say it with the new one. Shoot on the sword of a head. But look when I move with the package. I'm shooting up. Think for the most in the bag. They sell them go open the package. Have a book and that's your book in the public trap. Because you were touching the side. Turn it up and it's a little Academy, I was telling you, and Castro does something amazing where he, we couldn't see him in the beginning, but he actually raps while he beats on the wall. No, I saw that. I just want to know how long he's been home. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, Castro, yo, man, home, yo, man, hey, yo, <laughs> for the culture, for the culture, for Onyx, for Naughty by yo. Nature, for the fucking culture for hip hop. Let's go. I love yo, you crazy, my dude. I, yo, you crazy, yo. my dude. Yo, thank you, bro. Yo, you have no idea. You got to go to my page, bro, and see the fucking shit I... Yo, bro, my shit is insane in the mid bro. I'm going to tap in with you for sure. Yo, man, I'm telling you. Yo, bro, my shit is... Yo, social media. Oh, Castro. Castro underscore Zaytana. K-A-S-T-R-O underscore Z as a zebra. A-Y-T-A-N-A. I see you there. Tapping on Instagram, nigga. <laughs> Hit me your Instagram, right. nigga. Yo, yo, if, yo, if I just built the studio, look, I built the studio and shit right here. Look, got everything set up, bro. He ready. He ready. He's yo, ready. I'm nasty. ready. He's ready. Round of applause. Let's go. He ready. Cash so nasty. Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. I have Fredro's star. We, uh, MCs, if you want to jump in and spit some balls, I'm going to let two more guys come in. If fans, you want to ask a question, uh, there's a Zoom link in the chat. Uh, Vince, who do we have next? We, we have a, we have some more MCs? All right, let's pull them through. Yes, uh, impressive. They got, they got to come with it now. Yeah, super. Uh, once again, follow me on Instagram, at the infamous Amadeus. Follow Fredro Star. Fredro Star, new album dropping, new video drop Monday. Uh, we have another MC, uh, uh, Absolute Rapper. Yo, 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 yo. What it do, man? Your nigga, Absolute the Rapper, good, BX good. Long Money Island. Fredro, what's good, man? Onyx, throw your what's guns good, in the motherfucking air. What's good, King? Salute, King. I was good. Yo, I'm from Bayshore. I'm fuck with your nigga Johnny Volga. That's my son. Oh, yeah, Johnny yeah, yeah. Volga. That's my dude. You know, Johnny Volga, Rabbits and Ballers podcast coming soon. Yo, what's good, yeah. homie? What's good? Yeah. Look, I'm going to spit some shit about this corona shit. If you might have heard this shit, check it. 
Let's do it. They call her novel Corona. I'm about to write me a novel about this bitch named Corona. She got me trapped in the house. I got to put a mask and gloves on every time I go out. And every time I cough and sneeze, I got to cover my mouth. She get inside oh. of your lungs. It makes it harder to breathe. I think she's falling in love. And that's a fatal disease. Questioning me, asking me why I lie for. She did me dirty, so I had to spray her with Lysol. New York and Jersey got hit hard with that bug. No sports, no casinos. Can't even make it rain in a club. She more in the city, but she like to stay in the bird. Stay home, save lives, try to flatten the curve. I make a ginger tea and give a vitamin B, vitamin C. You got to give a vitamin D. Obama said she was an imminent threat. Now we more in debt at home waiting on a stimulus check. There's no work. It's back to putting crack in jars. This quarantine got me back in my bag of bars. No outside. Uh. No more the way it was. We inside and outside. We wearing masks and gloves. Looks like right. my occupation is performing operation. While my ops are hating, they trying to control the population. Uh. Mask and gloves on, Woo. but I'm not the culprit. Mask and gloves on. I ain't trying to catch the COVID-19. Light green. Ain't smoking wrecks today. Shit trash. Ain't gas. You better get away. Still ain't find a cure for AIDS and cancer. But in a year to have a cure for COVID-19, we need some answers. My flow terrific. I'm so prolific. I'm so persistent. We from the projects. How we supposed to social distance? Myself. Uh. That's who I'm betting on. New York. We getting strong. Absolute the project. How the Ooh. fuck we supposed to social distance, nigga? Mm. <laughs> Fred Drone. Uh, uh, Fred Drone. Right. was absolute rapper. Any, any constructive criticism? Any feelings on what you spit? Nah, that shit was hard. I, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, um, you put it together, you know what I'm saying? And, and when you rhyming about a subject, I did a Corona freestyle too. That shit was, that shit should have been on my shit. You know what I mean? Like, we should have, I, like I think, yo, he said some shit in there, you know what I'm saying? He's nice. So, yeah, yeah that shit was popping, you know what I mean? I, I appreciate you. Yo, absolute the Rapper, shout your social media real quick. That shit yo, was popping. Absolute the Rapper. Absolute the Rapper. Follow me, Fredro. Absolute the Rapper. I got some videos on YouTube, Absolute the Rapper, all that, man. SoundCloud, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Let's collab. When, 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 the niggas the, when the niggas for the verse, once you got one line that's going to stick with a nigga, like, we from the projects. How the fuck we going to social distance? Yo, that shit was hard. Like, that line right there was crazy. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep doing your one-two, my nigga. We right here. You already know. All right, Absolute the Rapper. Appreciate you coming through. Uh, uh, Vince, I, I think we have one more rapper, right? Vince? All right, let's bring in Q, you amazing most of the next artist. Uh, and Vince, do we have any uh, people for questions? But people are saying they're trying to click in the link, but they can't uh, get in on, on Facebook. All right, cool. All right, so so Q, you amazing most. Uh, let's bring it. Let's bring in the next artist, the final artist that will let rap. Uh, and artists, if you actually want to come on these uh, things and rap, you have to join my Punchline Academy, which I do on Instagram. We have Fredro Star, new album coming out soon. Uh, we have the right. video actually coming out on Monday. Uh, yeah, and we're wait, we're waiting for this video. Um, is this project produced by the Snow Goons? The, the new project that we have. Nah, this this like I said, this this album is produced by Shy Skills. Shy Skills, oh, classic. As they told me earlier. Yeah, he passed away. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like these are the joints we were just doing before he passed away. And um, yeah, man, it's, that's that's why this album is kind of special to me. Well, not album EP. That's why it's kind of special because like I'm never gonna get a Shy Skills beat again. Like this is it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That, so yeah. this is like our you know kind of like us still represent hip-hop even even while he's not even in the physical state he's still banging joints man like yeah. like his production shot skills production like niggas like pete rock lost professor 
niggas like Primo, niggas like RZA, they they know they know who Shot Skills is. Like like a lot of people might not know, you know what I'm saying? But those four producers, they know. Which Legendary I consider, which I consider, you got to throw Dr. Dre, the best producers in hip hop. Yeah. The up echelon, the, the Mount Rushmore of, of hip hop, and, and on that note, we actually have another MC. Uh, so, so peace, brother. Uh, I got Fredro Star here. Uh, uh, shout your name and your social media. Peace, you hear me? Yo, peace, peace. yo, yo. You see me? Yeah, we see you. Yes, Q, you raised the most privy like a bunch of queens in New York. Shout out to the motherfucking hip hop movie legend Fredro Star in the building. Let's go. Turn your phone down first. Turn your phone down. Yeah, you're, you're you're your, audio, your audio's kind of hit, you heard? You can hear me better? Is it better? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. You hear me better, better? Yeah, yeah we hear you, yeah. way better. All right, check it out. Y'all ready? Yeah. I said, yo, I get the urge to just start manipulating words. I just want to try out different ladies' curves. Niggas think it's tricky when they see a nigga splurge, but I came up off that pimp and see I'm different from these herbs. That's absurd. I'm way more amazing than you heard. It's a wild life. You can sneak a nigga bird. Get a wild hype. Have a naked in the fur. This ain't child life. This the shit that I deserve. Yo, I work hard for this. My flow marvelous. And one bar, get your favorite artist this. Went far, even though I grew up fatherless. As far as New York rap, I'm a starter kid. You feel me? Bring your best lyrics and your mess fittings. A groom as your hype man, screaming, let's get it. A fresh mm-hmm. pair of cheese and a white V-neck. If I'm in that RL, then your white is next. Check. Fat boy, <laughs> nigga, I could pop any chick. Straight shots, though. I don't do the privy mix. I'm doing uh. 54 down 55th. I'm getting played uh. BK like a biggie disc. If he mumble yeah. on his mic, tell him, give me this. What's the price of life when you motherfucking penniless? Listen, and I don't do penniless holes. A bitch you straight hopeless like a penny with holes. I grew up on a kiss. I remember the cold. I ain't have a home phone number. I live on parole. I done sat mm. in prison. I done been on parole. I done trapped for niggas. Now I give it and go. So... Fuck that Google shit. I show you how to shoot some shit. How to move a freight <laughs> to your Ruger click. You deserving the peace? Yeah, that's ludicrous. You had him for a bag or can just like tuna fish. And I don't care at this room, back or that new track. All these motherfuckers in the room, whack. Sun stay high like it's new facts. Now I got you open like the moon. Black, I got chips on any strip they threw me on. Big 40 cal in the Call of Duty Rubicon. You ain't never seen that? Get your Google on. I'm a shot Maya in the silk when I'm moving on. It's one fifth for the sinister six. So if you in your car mellow, remember the Knicks. Cause we started from the bottom. I've been in the mix. Now my money got me problems. I be itching to fix. I just be walking in the booth, huh? talking to the youth. Yeah, hit that good that had me coughing like I'm Snoop. A gun in arms reach that of course I'm going to shoot. When you could get Poor piss, of course, you the truth. Yeah, Listen, the that's amazing. Like, like I'm black, nigga. like I'm Asian. I ain't chatting, I ain't chasing, I ain't ratting, but I'm racing, nigga. In this world, you either trapping or you taking, nigga. All my girls is either Latin or Jamaican, nigga. All they do is <laughs> right. get dumb out the car window, screaming us against them. I'm trying to fill oh. the whole world under this thumb. If I can move a mountain like Usher did, son, one more time, huh. you probably never touched the big gun. Even Queen say where that flushing kid from. You gotta live your life. Cause you only get one. So if you ain't got no haters, then you better get some. Q, you amazing right. most. Privy All right, like Q, you amazing most. Uh, Fred, you'll start. It was Q, you amazing most. Any thoughts, any uh, constructive criticism? 
Yo, you know, I love New York hip hop, you know what I'm saying? He had a he had a few bars, you know what I'm saying, that fucked me up. He said, fuck that Google shit, I'll show you how to shoot some shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He was cool, you know what I'm saying? He got a new uh, he got the big man, the big man swagger, you know what I'm saying? I love it. I love New York hip hop. I love that corner shit, that that ghetto shit, you know what I'm saying? That's ghetto. I, I fucks with that, you know what I'm saying? Every nigga that was rocking today was I. I appreciate no, it. Uh, 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 QU, shout your social media real quick. Yo, it's Q, you amazing most. Um, the most amazing, A-M-A-Z-E-N, everywhere. Just check me out. Album dropping right. 715, July 15th. I appreciate no you. Doubt. 11 o'clock on my Instagram. Fragile Star, I mean, thank you for taking some time to listen to some of these unsigned artists. They're, they're, yeah. they're working hard. And, um, and and like we were talking a little bit, um, there's not a lot of media outlets to kind of, you know, shed light on the newer hip-hop guys as well, legendary guys. So we have this new project coming out, and we have this video coming out Monday. Uh, Monday. Any, final, any final thoughts you want to say to the Boom Bap Nation, the citizens of Boom Bap Nation? Nah, man, it's, it's been real. You know what I'm saying? Boom Bap Nation, that's what we live for. We've been doing this shit over 30 years in hip-hop. Yeah, the new Onyx album that shit, the crack tape that shit coming later, later, like you know what I'm saying, later towards the year when when they gotta put their little put the put the coats on and shit, you know, the Timberlands and all that. So that's that's for that weather. We got we gotta release that shit when it get cold. You know what I'm saying? That's that cold yeah. music. But um, yeah, man, a few joints is out right now on platforms. Salute, my nigga. Keep doing your one too. Yeah, uh, th- th- that was Fred Joe Store. Round of applause. Uh, we-, we have uh, Boom Bat Nation. Don't go nowhere. We have uh, Tragedy Gaddafi. He's going to be pulling up. We're going to play something on the screen while we transition to Tragedy Gaddafi. He also has the new project and some things coming out. Uh, Fred Joe, salute to you. Uh, much support. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're going to do Shade 45 tomorrow. So we'll hear you uh, next week on Shade 45. And uh, look forward to working with you in the future. You too, my brother. Keep doing your one, too. Love. I appreciate you. Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series. We'll be right back after this message. Say no more. Boom Bap Nation live interactive series. Also the infamous hour. Follow me at the infamous Amadeus. All social media platforms here on every single Thursday on Facebook Live. We're bringing you a new amazing experience where you're able to interact with legendary MCs, both past and present. Shout out to Fredro Starr, who was my previous guest here on Boom Bap Nation live interactive series. And you can actually just scroll down the timeline and, um, and interact with us and, uh, and ask some questions. I'll be scanning the chat to see what the people have to say right now on the screen with me i mean you talk about legendary mcs probably the most legendary mc from queensbridge um in many people's opinions if you asked your favorite queens artist they would credit him as the guy who cracked the doors open for the whole queen's legacy that we saw especially in the 90s uh tragedy Gaddafi, what's up what's good what's good what's good how you doing uh, uh, we we doing well. Boom Bap Nation live interactive series. Um, Traj, uh, you know what does it mean to you to to have so much respect um, from your peers as far as the the go to guy who they looked at the person that kind of opened the door for the entire wave that we saw in the nineties of Queensbridge artists. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, at the time when you're doing it, you're not necessarily thinking about receiving respect you just you kind of like in the moment you kind of like in the moment so it, it was it was for me I didn't really see a lot of things or what what was uh or what was contributed until after like later mm-hmm. you know what I mean I mean it was, it's always good to be respected by by your peers or whatever that's always a good thing so I appreciate I appreciate that but I didn't really begin to understand it too much later. And I saw 
you know, I saw the impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want to ask you briefly because you're one of the few rappers that are still relevant that made the transition from the super flash flow into what we began to uh, recognize hip hop as, especially my generation, nineties. Um, you know, we, we we often refer to nineties as the golden age or the golden era of hip hop. Um, how was that transition from such a rapid fire, fast flow on high paced instrumentals into that mob deep nineties uh, sound that we heard? Um, the, for me, for me, how I see it is like every every era of hip hop is a golden era for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like if you look at if you look at how could I say if you look at the now hip hop or what you know what now sees hip hop as, yo, they get the feeling we got when we heard it, you know what I'm saying? In our time, so to speak. But for me, like, I don't really like to, I mean, I've thrown the golden ever term around, but I don't like to see myself or or look at myself as being in one or from one place or in one place. A particular time i like to i'd like to look at myself as being you know being a part of hip-hop in a way where it's like i'm moving with it you know what i mean so again i respect that era but i respect this era too and i respect you know what's being done in this era too i'm just not you know there's a lot of things i'm just not in alignment with because it's not what i feel good doing mm-hmm. does that make sense I mean, no, yeah, it, it it makes super sense. And and talking to, talking to some people from Queensbridge, you know, I, I've been able to work with many of them from Prodigy down. Um, they they kind of they also credit you as the first one to to talk intellectual rap as they as they termed it. Um, as an MC, uh, where did that actually come from? Um, you know, instead of a a, a coming out the gate with an aggressive tone, um, you chose to kind of go another route. Uh, so what was the choice making in that decision? Um, see, anytime, anytime you do something, man, people are going to, people are going to categorize it, label it. Um, to me, to me, that kind of like, it kind of like confines it and it, and, and it shouldn't be confined. It should just be, you know, if it's, if you feel it, just accept it as all uh, you're up with him or, you know what I'm saying? As being as being labeled as like yo the to do the intellectual. I mean, I know I came with the title album Intelligent Hullum, but you know what I'm saying to keep it green. Like I was, I don't look at it as me being so much intellectual. I just look at it as as, as me being that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I was the kid on the block, you know what I'm saying with a notebook all the time. It's funny, my man right here. He said, "Yo, son, the first time I met you, you had a notebook." Cause I would keep a notebook on me, you know what I'm saying, and, and and write and be on my but, you know, but I was still doing my thing out there, doing whatever whatever I was doing. Or you might see me just with a book. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. That that was like at a time where re- you reading a book, you look corny. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying. I got a part of me that's that's a geek. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like I like learning. Before when I was younger, I would I wouldn't say that because that wasn't cool. When you amongst sharks and wolves, yeah. So you know what I'm saying. Anything is taken as a weakness. But as far as being the intellectual rapper, I saw LL when LL did um the original Rock the Bells, not the Rock the Bells that Rick Rubin produced. Mm-hmm. When LL did the original Rock the Bells. Now before that, um, this correlates to the question or relates to the question mm-hmm. you asked. Um, before that, you know, like you said, you know, hip hop was like 
more some party, you know, that type of aura. But when I heard that, when I heard that um that LL original rock the bells, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, that's that's how I want to say things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it showed me that you know you could you know because LL was like. He wasn't on no basic simple on some Jack the Ripper, King Hercules, professor, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it it it, it gave me uh uh how could I say it gave me not a confidence, but it, it helped open up my vision to be myself. And, mm-hmm. and you know, at that time, at that time, it was it was it was perfect because this is when hip hop was like making that transition. And especially for the bridge, because like you know, kind of accrediting me for being, you know, um, for being like, like Queens Bridget. Nah, nah, like I gotta, I gotta salute. I gotta back with Karate Chop Shan, mm-hmm. cause Shan was before me, and I learned from Shan too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just I came at a time where you know, Shan wasn't, Shan was in the streets, so to speak, but I was coming from the streets. So at that time, I was the I was the the youngin that was talking for the street. Yeah, um, you know, it, the first time I brought you to Shade Forty Five, I, I quickly realized um, the amount of knowledge and and, and the amount of. Um, insight you could give on hip-hop and and looking into your career as a whole um i I discovered that that you being on marley mars album uh control volume one um on the song rebel you coined the phrase illmatic um and hip-hop as a community labels this as like the greatest album of all time the phrase in general though was it just like a line like how did you actually formulate that was it just like a bar was something you was thinking of at that time did it reference something specifically well again like i said a lot of things a lot of things have to do with with timing excuse me yeah a lot of things have to do with like timing so when i said it it was um i said i didn't say well, in part, it is the word, because I said, forget ill, I get illmatical. Mm-hmm. And originally, illmatic was someone, was actually a person. Oh, so illmatic was actually a person. So when I say I was speaking for the street, like, I said, I get illmatical because there was a dude in my hood named Illmatic Ice that was insane. Oh, he was put, nah, he wasn't insane rhyming. He was insane in the street. Oh, like literally. So like literally like footwork. And, and he was, a, yeah, he was, a, he was, a, uh, you know, he was a straight marauder. So it's like, I'm, I'm in the streets and I'm seeing this dude and I'm like, yo, this dude is ill. I ain't even going to talk about, you know, certain things he was doing because I don't know, but this dude is ill. And I was like, forget ill. I get ill matter. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that was the illest dude at the time in terms of what he was doing in the street. And like I said, I was a kid that grew up in the street, unfortunately and un- and, and fortunately because yeah. it helped shape me and it made me who I am, you know, and the people, the people relate to me because, you know, they see that in me. And, but at the same time, you know, it, 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 it costs a lot to be hands on opposed yeah. to, opposed to being somebody who's just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally agree. 
so, so, so we're live, live uh, Boom Bat Nation live interactive series. If you're in the chat right now, you can ask uh, a tragedy Gaddafi a question, and I'll read it. Um, a lot of people are asking about specific albums. I, I heard one guy, uh, I read one guy said Against All Odds is his favorite album of all time. Um, I spoke to you a little bit uh, off air before we actually got on, and we were kind of discussing of how some of the things that you were doing in the 90s is still relevant today, particularly the Arrest the President record. Um Super passionate record, a, a dope uh, vibe, and of course the lyricism are top notch. Um, creating a timeless record like that, do, do you feel you know a, a sense of like satisfaction knowing that you created something you know damn near thirty years ago that's still relevant to today? Um, I I really like for me like some again like sometimes when I meet people they be like yo like damn you don't even act like you're you're, you're tragic. Because, like, for me, it's like I live in a moment. You know what I'm saying? And and if I, to me, like, if I don't live in a moment, maybe I might lose my passion and my hunger for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't really dwell on that. And to say, like, oh, yo, I did. Like, I just look at it like I lived in, I lived in that moment. And in that particular moment, that's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I, I saw it. That's how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I, like I seen dudes. I seen dudes get bagged, they ain't even do. I seen dudes get bodies put on them. And the police knew they ain't do it. The DA knew they ain't do it. You know what I'm saying? But they knew they was out there doing dirt or doing whatever they was doing. Knew they didn't do that, make commit that particular murder or whatever, mm-hmm. and get, you know, and get and get and get and get, you know, shot for the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. I looked at that and I was like, damn, you know, and then I look at myself like, damn, I got snatched up as a youngin'. And you know what I'm saying? I was 16 in a max A prison at 16. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I said, damn, like, when we do like, yo, we get, we get, we get hit. You know what I'm saying? We get hit. They put it down on us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I done seen dudes, I done, I don't heard the dudes going to going to court or whatever and blowing trout and the judge is like, look out the window. See that tree right there? Like, I don't see no tree. He's like, when you get out, it's gonna be a tree there. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at it like, yo, if we held accountable by this law, yo, why these why these dudes ain't held accountable by the law? So I was yeah. like, yo, we get bagged and snatched up, you know what I'm saying, for the crimes we commit based on our actions. And if the president is is responsible for a nation, like, yo, this nation is crazy. Arrest him. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And, Arrest and, him, and and and, and it still it, it still ends up in a sense when we're in 2020, and that concept um, hasn't changed uh, uh, very much. Um, you know, doing time in prison and hip hop. Do you did you often find yourself a struggle trying to balance the two, being such a respected MC um, amongst the fans and amongst your peers, um, but still playing in the streets, uh, the delicate balance. I mean, how, how does that work out? I mean, basically like, you know, at the end of the day, man, like, like my people's, man, you know, like my people say, man, once it, once it costs you a certain price, man, it's, it's time to get out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, like I say, I am who I am fortunately and unfortunately because I lived a certain lifestyle and had a certain kind of life. Mm-hmm. And those of, those of us who relate to me, like I always say, I don't rap. I relate. I don't like dudes. Anybody can rap. I don't rap. I, I, 
I relate, you know what I'm saying? And the the way the way that I relate is because, you know, I walked a certain kind of lifestyle. There is the the reason why it's a balance for me is because it was really a part of my life. Yeah, like literally. But, that, but that's but that's there and where it's at. And I had to get through that. But I'm leaving that where it's at. Cause right now that's not where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's where I've been, but it's not where I'm at. So, you know, you're going to go through ups and downs in life, man. You know what I mean? It's, you're even going to learn from them. You know what I mean? Come up off from whatever the downs and get, get up, get up on the ups or whatever. You're going to drown. You're going to drown and swim. But for me, it's like going through that. Yo, I, I gained some real experiences from it and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, someone in the chat asked, who, who's your favorite MC of all time to work with? Wow. My favorite MC of all time to work with. Yeah, on, on a working level. I mean, because respecting work is always two different things in a sense, right? We could work with yeah, someone yeah, yeah, different sure, sure. You know, than, than the model for respect sure, for sure. Um, I would have to say, um, I would have to say pun. Pun? I would have to say, I mean, I, I, honestly, to be honest, it's a couple that I would put in the same vein. And I can't really say I have one that was just my favorite to work with because I had different experiences that was real ill and good with certain dudes. But Pum, Pum was definitely one of them, just based on, like, how it came together. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just, he was, for me, like, he was just wild and fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I like I like to be, I like, to be wild sometime and I like to have fun. Amongst your catalog uh, of people from the age group that may be watching right now know you from the time, you know, the record process with CNN, uh, particularly the T-O-M-Y record. Um, And I always want to ask one of you guys, how the hell did y'all shoot the video in front of Central Bookings? <laughs> I mean, what was what was that permit process like? Yo, to you, be know, to- yo you know, like, yo, the 90s was a good, the, the, the mid-90s was a good time. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, how did that happen? Like, it just ran, yeah, 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 you was know, it like, Bogart? Like now, like now, you got to get this permit and all this, because they got hip to the, you know what I'm saying? And off this video, these motherfuckers raking in millions of dollars in sales. Yo, we got to, we got to regulate this. They got to pay, you know, a, get a city permit. They got to get a pass. So at that time, you ain't necessarily have to, you know, Get a permit. So we just pulled up. We're going to rock out and, and just make live. Energy was good. So that was the first time I was ever, ever close to Central Bookings and had fun. Yeah. Round of applause for that. Yeah. Fun that day. Um, so, 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 so another record, LALA. I mean, uh, super, super New York record, you know, disrespectful in, in all manners. Um, temperature at that time, because it, w- it was kind of like head to head. And, and it kind of felt like, you know, people were saying like East Coast versus West Coast. But I mean, you you guys in Queens really stood your ground during that time, dur- dur- during that drama. Um, w- was it like a head dive into a, a nose dive in, into the beef? Or was it just more of the response of, of what we heard with the New York, New York record? I mean, yo, like, um, LALA was a great, a, a great response record. When you say disrespectful in so many ways, like, I laugh because it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. The first record was disrespectful. And, you know, peace to the dog pound and all that. You know, it was never no friction and all that. We just, you know, I'm just making known, like, this is my side and you're not going to be my side. I get it why you was doing it. You saw opportunity. 
I mean, this is New York. Like, we're known for being the Mets, so I get why they did it. And at the same time, they helped me find an end for my peoples. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely thank them. There's never no friction. But when people say, like, when you say it wasn't disrespectful, because if you listen to the record, we didn't, we didn't know this shit. Nobody even say no names. A lot of people don't hear the beginning skit. There's a skit to LALA where me and my man is like joking around. Actually, matter of fact, it was just me. And I, and I, you know, I, I was acting like I was, I, you know, I was from LA and I had the accent and all that. You know what I mean? The, 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 I had that LA, I, I was fronting that LA aura on the skit and I was really like, that was the only real jab at them, so to speak, because. I was like making mockery of like how they talk and how they act, you know what I'm saying? But don't get me wrong, I'm my, my real West Coast dudes, man. But I was just shooting back in that sense. But when you listen to the entirety of the record, yo, nobody said no names, nobody shot at nobody. Yeah. We just took, we just took, you know, that we just spun the hook back on them and, and basically just went in. Nobody said no names about getting at nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not what I wanted to do. But I knew. If, if all we had to do is reverse it and people was going to jump on it because that's what people do. So it was a beautiful record in terms of strategically it was it was great and it and it actually sounds good. Like everybody got busy on it. I was yeah. kind of, I was I was a little, you know, a little annoyed that certain people didn't want to get involved with it and I ain't going to get into that. And mm -hmm. I was a little annoyed that certain people tried to later on take credit for it mm -hmm. when, you know, they wasn't even really with it, the real story. Mm -hmm. But I ain't gonna even get into the real stories right now, man. It's about you know, it's about just doing we doing. Yeah. Um. But 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 just building off that a little bit and not getting too much into it. Why why didn't certain people feel the um and not naming anyone in, in, specific, in specific? But why did certain people feel like they didn't want to get into that? What was it more political? Was it more you know just I think, just? I think I think it was both. I mean, and that's cool. Like that's cool. Like I don't give, like I would rather you not do something opposed to try to do something halfway. So yeah. that's cool with me. But my thing is that you know I've seen a lot of people. Of course, it was political, but it was political because the you know the force behind them dudes. You know they had sugar. Yeah. And some dudes might might have been concerned about you know how this dude might react to that. Mm -hmm. But okay. I didn't really give them because at the time, like I was sleeping on the couch. So I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck about Suge at, at that time. I, I yeah. No disrespect to Suge, because I've actually come to have a respect for him. I believe dudes like Suge is needed in this game. Mm -hmm. Oh, to, to, for kind of like the law and order type of... <laughs> Checks and balances, man. Yeah. Like my, bro over balances. There, my, my, bro, my bro Joey, man, is logged in. Like, I, I understand the, the, the principle and the, and the reason for checks and balances, man. If you got too many Bozillians just running through this, like they got, they got too much room to do it, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. And then when real dudes is involved, they want to keep them out the room because they know them real dudes could expose them. Now them dudes may not even be thinking about them. Yeah. But when them dudes know that, yo, this dude know the truth about me, or he, could, they, they have a certain kind of fear. So, you know, I could understand why certain dudes didn't get involved with it, and I'm glad they did. Mm -hmm. Because they weren't worthy enough to stand next to me. Round of applause for that. I'm I'm gracious for that. At the time I wasn't. At the time I wasn't, because I'm like, yo, we we can yo, we can get at them. Ah. But now, you know, you grow, you understand things, and you like, yo, yo, foul sensei, man. 
You wasn't meant to rock with them dudes, man. Mm-hmm. They can't, they can't walk with you, man. And they knew it before you knew it. They might make it, they might think it's a different excuse or a different reason, but they knew it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of want to get into some records from your catalog of some of my personal favorite records. And, and then we have your producer, uh, LSD is his name, right? That he's going to, nah, that's gonna, my, that's my, that's, that's executive gonna, producer. Executive like producer. He actually, he actually, he actually does produce a joint on the project. Okay, so, he's, so more of a, he's more of an executive producer. Yeah, so before we, we move forward, I, I kind of want to stay in the back pocket. Um, recently, we we've seen this exchange, um, a, a little uncomfortable exchange from the fans' perspective of you know Capone kind of saying you know you jacked the style, which we know is not true, obviously. Um, y- y- your thoughts on this? Um, I and you know I expressed my thoughts before you know um. And it wasn't so much, uh, it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much him saying me jacking the staff if we really go through it, but people are going to run with things. But bottom line is he knows what it is. I know what it is. And at the end of the day, long as I know what it is within me, that's the most important thing. That's yeah. that. Love yeah. is love. Yeah, and that's super professional. Round of applause. We're live right now, Boom Bat Nation, live interactive series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. We have Tragedy Gaddafi. If you want to ask a question, all you have to do is just uh, send something in the chat, and I will uh, ask it. Saga of a Hoodlum album. That was your second album. Um, the Underground record. Um, I mean, that record, hard-hitting, super dope. Uh, I think you only had, like, how many producers did you have on your second album? I know you had Marley Bar. and oh, man. I, you had um, I had, K-Death, I had right? Larry... I had um K Def about to say Larry Love. I had K Def. I had um I had uh, uh Jinx from the West Coast. He actually um he actually I think he I believe he wrote the movie Friday. Oh, did he? Yeah, Jinx. And um with with Ice Cube, he doesn't get it. Yeah, looked at a um he actually produced on it too. Um my my boy Cool T from the Afros. He he actually we flew out to L A. And I did the album, the majority of the album in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, like uh, it's funny because it's funny because Saga of a Hullum, like to me, it was it, I didn't I didn't um Saga of, how can I say Saga of a Hullum? That's not my favorite record, but I have joints on there where they were like the biggest top the biggest chart holders I ever had. Mm-hmm. Like Grand Groove, for instance. I love that record, but I can't say I'm in love with Saga of a Hullum as an album, but, you know, that was me, you know, trying to, still trying to find my way. I was a young, young artist, still trying to find my way. And, um, you know, where I'm at now, I'm, I'm, I'm much more comfortable because, you know, I, 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 I'm not looking to, to get into the world, relate to the world per se. Yeah, you know, I'm comfortable with bringing you into my world. Yeah, and I seen like with with the world put that work. Like we wasn't trying to, you know, be accepted by the world. We was like, yo, we gonna bring in our world. So, and 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 you know, Saga of a Hoodlum was like, and it's funny because right after Saga of a Hoodlum, that's when I began to construct the whole idea and concept behind putting the world put together. Right after that album, because I learned from that. You know, I was still trying to find my way. And I respect, I have a different respect for artistry or the hip-hop artistry because I'm so close to it. Like, I understand when, when an artist, you know, takes a chance. 
Some chances you shouldn't have never took, though. But, you know, I understand taking chances. That's how you grow. And Saga Bahulam was me tr me trying to find how to grow. Because you got to remember, like, I was up under Molly. Yeah. So if you listen to if you listen to the intelligent Hulam, that's you know technically, um, or should I say, you know, more or less all Molly. And Saga Bahulam has so many producers because that was me trying to not necessarily Molly or break away from Molly, but me trying to find my own way. Mm -hmm. Like just imagine, just imagine if like to me like Big was ill, but like Big was kind of more under Puffy's vision. Mm -hmm. Like, as an artist, and a lot of people may not understand this, but I'm a, I'm an artist, and like, to me, like, had Big, had we heard Big, like, really in Big, like, we didn't even really get Big in Big. Yeah, we, we didn't get the full Big. And that's no disrespect to anybody. I'm just keeping it green, Barry. Had we, like, it would have been, like, something even like i could imagine with that yeah the war report album it felt super organic war report is my favorite album of all time it just felt organic it felt like you know a bunch of guys that grew up in the neighborhood and um you know was spitting balls together and having fun and and piggybacking off that true confessions um with, with Ebon thug uh first of all what does the whole 252 stand for 252 stands for what exactly 252 is basically like, like I looked at it like, yo, I'm doing life in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that whole concept came from. Um, the the energy with them, with them bros, with them, my little bros, it was like, you know, like, I related to that energy as, as I relate to, you know, my, you know, knowing my place in the world, knowing who I am, knowing my culture. But I also related to that raw energy of the streets. Mm-hmm. And with that particular time and that particular moment, I saw a way to bring it together, but be raw with it. You know what I mean? So that was a good thing. And, and with Iman, with True Confessions, that was kind of like on the side what I was doing. Like I was doing that while I was doing the war report with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then moving past that, moving into kind of like the 2000s, we had the Death of Tragedy record. Um, I mean, we, you know, Havoc was on there, a few other guys were on there, and of course, my favorite MC of all time, Cool G Rap. What did, what did Cool G Rap mean to to Queen's um, hip-hop artists? There's so many legendary MCs up there, but I, I, I do respect I'm, I'm, Cool G Rap. I'm going to just say this, bro. Like, Cool G Rap, it's, it, there are a few dudes like that I say are assassins. Mm -hmm. Like, G-Rap is an assassin. He's an assassin. Like, like, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, yo, but G-Rap is, you know, no freaky. Really, 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 really admire G-Rap's, uh, like, his passion for the craft. Man, like, dude is an assassin. What he meant, you got to understand, G-Rap was, like, one of the first, one of the first, at least, especially out of Queens, like, not gangster rappers. Cause I feel like that's pigeonholing him. Mm. I feel G Rap was not feel. I know G Rap was one of the first dudes speaking from a street from like Queens. Cause you gotta remember, like LL. If anything, like I kind of, I kind of looked at parallel to LL and G Rap. Because like LL was hard, but he wasn't street like that. Yeah, and, and, he, and it went commercial as well. Yeah, but and that's cool. That's cool, man. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of people see that different, 
But to me, I think, you know, that's for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think this kind of was missing in hip-hop, the commercial hip-hop sound. Um, around the time with this resurgence of 90s rappers from your neighborhood, did you did you guys feel that you had something special with so many great artists, including yourself, that would make such a, a, a hip-hop, not only um, impact hip-hop, but would change hip-hop forever? Um, Like I was saying earlier, and it kind of, I, I would answer it the same way I um, answered earlier when I said, um, when you said, like, my peers giving me respect, like for me, like at that time when I was doing it, I didn't necessarily see exactly what the results would be. Yeah. I just looked at it like, yo, this is where I'm at with it right now. And this is how I feel about it right now. And like, that's what I gave to it. So that's how I looked at it. You know what I mean? Does that, that make sense to you? Yeah, it, it, it makes super sense. So, uh, so, so, so Trash, we have this new body of work uh, um, coming out. We actually have the executive producer from your project. Uh, Vince, can we pull him in? Peace. What's Peace. up? What, what's, what's, once again, this Boom Bat Nation live interactive series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. We have Tragedy Gaddafi here. If you want to ask him a question, just put it um, in, in the chat. I mean, we've seen just a bunch of comments and people are, are super tapped in. So so we have this new, uh, so Trash, we have this new uh, project coming out. The gentleman in front of us, you want to introduce yourself? You, you executive producer. Oh, oh, yeah, let me, let me. Yeah, big LSD, aka Fauci, in the building. So, peace. So, so we have this, we have we have this new uh, tragedy Gaddafi project coming out that you you have your hands in. Uh, what makes this project particularly different from the past projects that we heard from him? Let me tell you something, man. I hate everything that's not hip hop, and um, hip hop. It's been misrepresented for a long time because hip hop was for the rebels and the rejects that couldn't live and deal with like regular society. Remember, it started with some gangsters and stuff like that. And um, they just said, yo, break dance, let's rap and stuff. Everybody can't get a job and everything. So that was for us, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? For the streets and trash. Is like he is the streets. He he is the voice that talks to people like me. I'm an mm -hmm. orphan, you know what I mean? You have some people that could tell you how it is, some people could act like it is, but tragedy is what it is. Mm -hmm. He is Queensbridge hip hop. You could he is it from the juice crew to the new wave. He is it. He is the voice for the voiceless. His voice has to be heard. Nobody's listening to that voice. It's why I'm, I'm, and it's not like my hands is in it. I'm honored that he let me be a part of that. Yeah. You understand? A, 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 a part that's of very, project. and that's important to me. Yeah. That he let me be a part of that. People don't even yeah. understand how important that he is to hip hop. No, he, he, right. He, they don't understand that how important he is. Uh, uh, Trage, someone, someone asked in the chat, Trage, um, uh, when did you make the transition from Intelligent Hoodlum to Tragedy Gaddafi? When did you actually decide to make that name change? I never made the transition. Okay. Some days, you know, some days you might wake up and want to eat pancakes, man. Next day you might wake up and want to eat, eat some Captain Crunch. You know what I'm saying? You, you're still the same person. 
Yeah. There's no it's no transition. It's it's just more so less more so like, you know, you get to a point where you you're willing to express certain things. Like that's just uh, I, in all honesty, you heard me when I said, yo, I was a little dude on the block with a book. Yeah. That's intelligent hello. Mm-hmm. I'm on the streets doing, you know, surviving or whatever, but I got a book in my waistline. Maybe something else, but mm-hmm. I got a book. Yeah. That's intelligent hello. Um, so, so, so this new body of work that we have coming out, uh, when, yeah. when are we expecting the release of this project? Do we have any features on this project? Um, and, and what um, type of, um, we what keeping type of it, we keeping it, you know, you know, we got, we got Royal Flush, man. We got, a uh, we got Bloodsport. Um, we got, we got Raekwon. We got Styles P. We got production by LSD. Mm-hmm. Production by Spam Jones. Um, a few other individuals, um. Bloodsport actually produced a joint on there. But um we're looking at we're looking at August for the album, but we're about to drop the single. Um we're about to drop Pyrex Pavilions with 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 styles. I I, I threw some clips up. Any final thoughts, any last words for the citizens of Boom Bap Nation? Yes, um look look for the crime constituents, man. Um I feel real good on this. I feel real young on this. Anybody that's tuned in on my IG, they see like I, I, the energy. I feel real young on this, like. When you know, I'm, I'm 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 loving the motion. So just stay tuned for the crime constituents, and um, you know, look for my people outside of that particular project. Look for LSD. Look for uh, look for Bloodsport. You know, and just you know, stay tuned. We working, man. You know, basically, I wanted to be what it is, man. Like like me and my like me and my man LSD always say, man, we talking to us. Mm-hmm. Long as we understand, understand is better being understood. I want my peoples to know, you know that. I roll for it. Like, I love hip hop. I love the culture. You know, money's money, man. But money, you know, I'm not going to get on my knees for a dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to take a perk in my for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So, but you, know, you said Illmatic. I need people to know you just said that it was Illmatic Ice. Only people to, that's why his voice has to be heard. They need to know why it was even said. You understand? Yeah. Like you could, some people could tell it, some people could act like it, but you only gonna get the real from who is. Mm-hmm. That's why it has to be. We're not getting what is what is. We're getting what is told, what is acting like, but we're never getting what is. Tragedy Gaddafi is what is Queensbridge hip hop. Facts. That's it. All right. Round of applause for you guys. I'm your host, Infamous Amadeus. This is Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. Make sure you tune in every single Thursday at 9 p.m. Our next guest will be the legendary Cool G Rap going down here on Boom Bap Nation. And we officially have 1 million followers now on Facebook. Make sure you follow myself at Infamous Amadeus. Uh, follow Tragedy Gaddafi. Tragedy is Tragedy 252, correct, on IG? Yeah, I, I guess so. All right, but e- but either way, this Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series, make sure you tap in and make sure you follow us and uh, peace, peace and blessings to the citizens of Boom Bat Nation. We'll be running live interactive series uh, moving forward every single Thursday. And if you want to talk to a specific artist, all you have to do is hit me on Instagram at the infamous Amadeus. Peace and blessings to my guests, Fredro Star and Tragedy Gaddafi, officially signing off Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series. <laughs>